Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to the award-winning program Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni, and along with my co-host Sue Tab, this morning we are joined by a woman who is committed to enhancing the lives of individuals within diverse communities with autism, intellectual and developmental disabilities, and their families by providing exceptional evidence-based and applied behavior analytic services to every individual every day. She is Rita Gardner, and she is president and CEO of Melmark, a multi-state human service provider with premier private special education schools, professional development training, and research centers. We talk with amazing women every week on this program, but occasionally we ask them to come back to learn about their latest accomplishments. We are thrilled to have Rita Gardner back on Exceptional Women today. Welcome, Rita. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, Thank you, Susan. For those that may not have heard the last time you were on the show and those that maybe aren't familiar, let's start by telling people about Melmark and the programs and the services that you offer. Yeah, so um, Melmark is a a multi-state organization. I'm actually based in our New England programs, but I oversee uh, the three states and actually we serve quite a bit of South Carolina, so four states. And Melmark is a, a disability organization that was founded back in the 1960s. By a set of fam- uh, by a family, and um, really committed to uh, folks living in the community and having services close to home. So, depending on the state, but here in Massachusetts, we start with early intervention and we go through all the way to adult services in a number of different program models. And the goal for us is for children who come to us to continue to grow and have their best outcomes, leading them to independent adult lives. And that's also across our other state divisions. Why was creating this resource so important to you personally? Talk a little bit about that. Um, I think I started in the field, um, or at least exposure to the field, long before I got any professional training. Um, I grew up as a family of 14, and uh, we were quite active in the church and often volunteered with my mother um, with children who were disabled. And our next-door neighbor was probably one of the few individuals who lived in the community and was not institutionalized at that time. So it was a very different experience, I think, than this generation where children are in the public schools and those kind of things. And she was um, blind with medical difficulties um, and really some behavioral challenges. And we saw her as a neighbor. And as I entered uh, high school and started to work, I tended to work with disability services. I worked with elders. Um, I worked as respite care for children who are disabled. And then in the college, did the same thing. I worked a job to support myself. We had six kids in college at the time, and we were all first-generation college. 
and we worked multiple jobs to put ourselves through school, and I did all disability services. So I think it just kind of started there. So I started my first professional position in direct care, and I realized um, there's a lot that goes into designing systems of care and programs. Mm-hmm. And by the time in 19, um, the 1990s, 97, 98, um, I wanted to marry what I believed was a faith-based mission or a mission idea with high-quality services. And I felt like people were forgetting we were serving someone's son or daughter or mm-hmm. a brother or sister, and I wanted to make sure the mission was always at the forefront. And when I met folks from Melmark, that created that opportunity. It was really, really important to me. So you're actually one of the co-founders of the New England, of Melmark New England, correct? Yes. So how did you then, how were you then able to replicate what you're doing here in New England with what you're doing at Melmark, Pennsylvania? With um, a lot of other people besides me. So, <laughs> um, I, th- I think we have the opportunity to have hired really stellar leadership teams. And so we're an interdisciplinary team and we try to find the best leaders in each of those fields, but who are committed to mission and are really looking at how to create systems of care that allow us to be exceptional at the point of service, which is to a child or to an adult. And trying to find those leadership skills as well as mission thought process of how do we monitor services that the most important people in our organization are those who deliver direct services. And how do we provide resources? How do we design the systems of care? How do we train them? And so I think gathering a leadership team across the states that really was committed to that has been honestly one of the highlights of my career and COVID proved us right that when you hire people Mm -hmm. like that they can survive anything yes and i know that living here in new england i i do think that we're lucky even though you know years ago we didn't have anything but i feel like we are sort of at at the forefront of of organizations like melmark Mm -hmm. and i feel like it once you leave kind of massachusetts or the new england region it's it's not as known or there's not as many you know resources resources available right and so you went to the Carolinas five years ago and you founded Melmark you know in in the Carolinas how many children do you now serve in that region and what was it like when you when you went down there so we're very pleased to say we serve 26 school-aged children in our school in the Carolinas and we're currently building a facility to serve 75 Um, it, it was kind of timely we had gone to the board about expansion And we could have easily done another day school. And as you just said, doing that in Massachusetts is certainly the easier endeavor, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Good services, good regulations, supportive health and human services. But the organization was founded about services close to home. And we really wanted to see, could we replicate in a state where perhaps services typically wouldn't be delivered in this manner? And the board approved us to evaluate and do some due diligence in different states, And two days after the board meeting, or three days after the board meeting, two former staff who had finished their PhDs at the University of uh, uh, North Carolina in Charlotte contacted us saying they were trying to start a private school in the Carolinas. There was no regulations. The the schools who were private for publicly funded students, they were not schools that were based on applied behavior analysis specifically for a high acuity autism population. So we did due diligence, about 50 meetings, and realized they don't necessarily do free and appropriate public education the way we think of it in Massachusetts. Many children are put on what's called homebound and never go to school. 
And so we decided to present to the board of trying it down there. We had some stakeholder partners with the Disability Rights Center, some faith-based organizations, and we got lease space and a church, and we decided to take the leap. And it was right before the pandemic, and we have now created a stakeholder coalition of six other providers across across the state of the Carolinas who are all going to become private schools so that we create a network across the Carolinas so that anyone within the state could get access to high acuity services. Not Melmarks, but we're helping other providers do that. And then we're working on state legislation to improve services for children who have high acuity in the Carolinas. Wow, wow. you're busy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. add, add on to that, your latest endeavor here in New England is a new day school down on the South Shore down in Stoughton. Tell us about that. Well, we had um, always talked about doing a second school in Massachusetts. We have a very high wait list at our current program um, in Andover, and we were seeing an increased number from the South Shore apply. Um, I grew up in the South Shore. I know the region really well. I grew up in Rockland, and we really wanted to meet the needs in that area. And um, while there are definitely other providers that we think are good providers, we thought it was another opportunity to provide services. And having served on the Governor's Autism Commission for a number of years, we know there's still not enough services, no matter how many providers there are. And so it was an area where there was not an immediate provider to us in terms of the Stoughton area, Canton area. And we really wanted to do um, replicate what we were doing up in the um, Andover area. And we're very excited. We are um, actually... Uh, built out ahead of time, uh, going to open early uh, for, and the program will serve 85 students, and we have 12 coming in in the next couple weeks. Wow. That's amazing. It is amazing. And when are you open, or are you open now? We are open right now with our first uh, founding staff, and I like to call them the founding staff. The founding <laughs> staff of any organization are critical to us. Um, they see the vision. They see the mission. They make it happen. They make it real. And so we're very excited to have the founding staff on board. They've been through their training. Uh, They've visited our other programs. They are as well qualified a group as, quite frankly, I've seen in a long time. We're very excited to have them. And they're just ready for their first children, and they should be coming in in the next week or so. Rita, you know, as the mother of two boys that are on the autism spectrum, I know when we first got the diagnosis, I thought, you know, my God, when they go to school, who is going to care for them? Who are going to be the teachers and the aides or the specialists that help them? You know, it's it's different when it's your child. But then I thought, oh, I'm leaving my children in the care of others. Who's going to love them and who's going to care for them? in their day-to-day functioning and learning and life other than myself and my husband. So I always used to say that the people who care and work at organizations like Melmark are like walking angels on the planet because I think you need to be a very special, loving, and kind person to do the work that you're doing. So for you, I mean, what what is it about providing these opportunities and advocating for people who are diagnosed with autism or a developmental disability that inspires you? I first have to say my 13 siblings are laughing, rolling on the floor if you call me an angel. <laughs> well, you I might are, have been known so as the evil twin growing up. <laughs> You're our um, angel. Yes, thank you. Um, to be honest, I'm inspired by the individuals we serve, obviously. Uh, I would say that if you talk to 99% of our staff who come in every day and do what I consider very hard work, they're going to say they're inspired by the individuals, by their families. Um, I'm in a different position because I kind of see across the states, our organizations. I took on the development side or the design side or the systems of care side because as a clinician, as a young clinician, 
I struggled when someone else struggled. Like I got very emotional, would you know, find it very hard. And I thought, I'm not going to be able to do this for a long time or I'm going to be very upset all the time. Mm-hmm. But I sure see some brilliant clinical minds and educational minds that I'll go out and build the programs, find the money, do the fundraising to build systems of care so they can do that expert work. And so I think... What inspires me certainly is the individual we serve every single day, and I make sure I get on the floor every day to make sure I see a, a couple individuals. So I'm like, that's why I do it. Mm-hmm. That's why my office is in the middle of the program, um, and that's why when I'm in Pennsylvania, I live in a group home on the second floor. Um, I think like Frank Bird, our clinical director, Helena McGuire, we've worked together now for 30-plus years. And so watching their leadership grow, watching Melmark's leadership grow from a local organization to a nationally recognized entity to publishing four books about the services. I'm pretty inspired that we had this idea and sat in an office with Peter Troy and the computers on the floor and thought, we're going to do it different. We're going to do it in a way that really is about the applied services, you know, the services at point of contact. How can we make them better? And to me, Seeing those outcomes and like starting every meeting with mission moments and hearing someone on IP literally achieved and went beyond 90% of their objectives. And that's not every kid, but it's, you know, it's inspiring. Mm -hmm. And so I do that every single day. I love the passion in your I voice. Know. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and along with my co-host, Kendra Petroni, we are talking today with Rita Gardner, President and CEO of Melmark, a multi-state human service provider with premier private special education schools, professional development training and research centers. Melmark, by the way, celebrating their 25th year with a big event next month. We're going to get to that. Let's get back to our conversation. How would you say Melmark is different from other organizations that work with the same population? Um, I think we're a little different in the sense that we really want our highest skilled staff to also be on the floor side by side with our entry level staff. So we want to see modeling for that staff. We want, you know, point of contact training. Um, We want to observe whether, for example, we do 24-hour care. So if it's in a residence, you know, are you in there as a clinician a few times a week monitoring the quality of that care? And I'm gravely concerned about the field that forgets that the most important piece we do is to literally monitor direct service at the point of care. And so whether it's our facility design where we have a lot of one-way windows and support for people to be available if there's a need or for parents to come in and observe, but really making sure that there's a way that we have a lot of eyes on our services and are those effective and are they getting the best outcomes that we want and are our staff highly skilled. So we're always looking at how do we, you know, how do we strive, how do we be better? And um, I think that sometimes we forget that that means ongoing support and training. I don't think any of us ever stops learning. And so we're always looking to the literature and seeing how that informs practice, like day-to-day practice. How can we make it better? And I think that we are pretty driven by that. I think that does make us a little different. Melmark, New England is celebrating a big one this year, 25 years this year. It's a big anniversary, and I'm very, very excited that you've asked me to be a part of the celebration. Tell us about the event that you have planned. 
So we have our uh, 25th anniversary gala on May 6th on the grounds of Melmark, and it will be a number of individuals um, who obviously come to celebrate, but it will also be us celebrating some individuals who really have been our champions also. But, you know, so we're celebrating. But then we're celebrating our families and our individuals and the work they've accomplished and, quite frankly, the staff who accomplish it. And there is uh, nothing better than seeing our staff who get to get dressed up and come out and raise money for the organization to help us move Melmark forward into the next vision in the next 25 years. How can our listeners get involved if they want to either attend or maybe just support the event with a charitable donation? No, absolutely go to our website, www.melmark.org, M-E-L-M-A-R-K, and check out the gala posting. There's also silent auctions. There'll be auction items available outside the event. There's tickets for the event itself. There's sponsorships available. Um, You know, be part of that. And what I always say is you want to look around, you know, the work we do with disability services you know, is very specific to the populations we serve. But all of us will become disabled by the end of our lives, the vast majority of us. And so we want to care for the community that cares for others. Because quite frankly, someday that will be us. And again, it's melmark.org. We'll put a link on our site as well. We'll link you over on magic1067.com so people can easily click the link. And the event is amazing, by the way. It's so much fun. I mean, you're, you're getting dressed up. You're going out. You're supporting a fabulous organization that is actually connecting with families and making a direct difference. I know sometimes people wonder if the connection is real, and it is real Mm -hmm. with Melmark. So please go there, melmark.org. We'll link you over. You know, Rita, with 25 years now in the books, what do you see for the future when it comes to Melmark? Um, I think obviously our goal we focused on trying to maintain the quality of our programs. Um, and one of the things we are looking at is we are actually in the formal development of what's called the Envision Smart Institute, and that institute will really look at practice and systems of care issues, so uh, recruitment, uh, training of staff, and so it will be where it will house all our research, um, the books we've uh, published, the text, the guides for uh, practitioners, and we will continue to develop that institute, hoping that we will capture the knowledge of the original founders as they look towards retirement to create a strong succession to inform the organization of best practices, but also form systems of care across the country. And so we're very excited about the Envision Smart Institute. It will be our next uh, big strategic plan, and we're hoping it will capture the founders' knowledge as they step out of their day-to-day roles and move into the Envision Smart Institute. Rita, if someone is listening to us now and has concerns about their child, um, maybe with autism or, or any other intellectual disability, what is the best way to learn more about Melmark and the services you provide and to maybe see if one of your locations might be right for them? I think the best way would be go to our website and look through the services and you know check the state that you're in and make sure the services perhaps might match you. And then if they do, you know, reach out to referrals for some information, um, which is right on the website under admissions, and um, kind of take a look at that and then talk to some people. Maybe we give contacts. And, and if you're an early, you know, if your ch- child is young, does not have a diagnosis yet, 
right away get a diagnosis as best you can and work with your educational system to evaluate what are next steps for services. As we know with autism, the earlier services are started, very often the better outcomes. Rita, after having done this for so long, what keeps you motivated to do it? Is there something that, you know, when you wake up every morning, you think this is why, this is why Mm -hmm. I do it? What gets you to accomplish and to that moment where you, you just work at it every day to do what you're doing? I would say I work a long time without having to see the outcome, but in every meeting in our organization, we start our meetings with what are called mission moments. And the mission moments reflect our core commitments to the people we serve and the families that we serve. And they often go on for five, sometimes to 15 minutes about what's the organization accomplished and what are those positive outcomes. And every meeting, I walk away going, wow, you know, I need to work harder for the staff who do all that. I mean, often you're asked to be the face of the organization, which is really not reflective of the true work that happens in an organization. You know, an organization our Mm -hmm. size across the three states with, you know, almost 1,400 staff, there is a lot of people who deliver these outcomes. And so it's great to sit as part of that team and say, look at what we accomplished. And so it inspires me every day to work harder for the staff I serve. Well, thank you to you, Rita Gardner, and to Mel Mark and all of your staff for everything that you do. You are definitely bettering the lives of so many people. Mm -hmm. The impact that you have on the community is just amazing. And you guys truly are exceptional. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for your time this morning. Thank you to Rita Gardner, president and CEO of Melmark, a multi-state human service provider with premier private special education schools, professional development training, and research centers. So many incredible accomplishments and milestones over the past 25 years. We wish you continued success as you improve the lives of so many. You've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. It is our honor and privilege to shine a light on the change makers and to provide a platform for the people who are out doing meaningful work in our communities. Thank you for paying attention and for helping us create engaging programming. We'd love to hear from you if you know someone who's making a difference. Just email us or send us a message on our Magic Facebook page. You can also follow us on Instagram. It's at Sue.Tab or at Kendra the Entertainer. And join us every Sunday morning at 730 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.